1: you are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind what is up everybody welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind I'm your host Michael Bayer the best in the business is back in business pardon me Joined as always by my faithful co-host. We got Nick Christian, Chev and Phil Porkman Simmons. Gentlemen, how are we today?
0: Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Football's back. Finally.
2: Final. Final. yeah. The struggle.
3: Bunch yeah. of bummy teams yeah. taking dubs this week. Oof. That was fun to see. to see. Love to see yeah, it. Also,
1: bears. one team in the NFL did not score a touchdown this week. One out of 32. Does anyone know? Pork knows. Chev, do you know? Nate, do you guys know? <laughs> Oh, D-Town boogie. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas fans everywhere, this is for you. Nope, nope not that one.
3: You got to get
0: better at that, Mike.
1: Yeah, I know. I moved some things around, so my apologies. Um, by me organizing my soundboard, I actually made it worse for myself. <laughs> you know, just like when you put something somewhere that you'll never forget where you put it and you never see it again. Yeah. See, Chev knows what I'm talking about, but that's why we have wives. So they can tell us where we put everything because we have no... (laughs)
2: Exactly.
1: For example, I was looking for my glasses the other day, and my wife said, you're wearing them, which I said, fantastic. Even better. Fantastic. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about some players that we want to buy quickly before they break out. So breakout incoming. Guy's usually rookie to third-year player in that range who we just, uh, you know, we think that they got it coming, but we haven't seen it yet. It's coming. Why? What are we paying? The usual. So I'm going to start this one off, and I'm going to be talking today about Detroit Lions wide receiver Amin Ra St. Brown. Why? Glad you asked everybody. He did lead the Lions in receptions with eight, receiving yards with 64, and targets with 12. Week one versus the Philadelphia Eagles. He did have one touchdown. Great blocking as well blocking does not get you points, but it does get you in the coach's good graces and it keeps you on the football field. When you're on the football field, you have more opportunity to get fantasy points. That's right. Fantasy points is the name of the game. Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy that we've, I'm pretty sure all of us have been on um, even before last year's rapid ascension where remember when it was like AJ or I'm sorry, Amon Ross St. Brown Twitter for like two weeks and it was terrible. And then Zach hates him for some reason for a little bit. And, like, no one knows why. But the Lions are likely going to be behind some they're going to need to throw. Look more in tune with the offense than free agent wide receiver acquisition. DJ Chark did have a decent enough game. Four catches, 52 yards and one touchdown. Jameson Williams still coming off an injury. He's not expected to play probably within the next few months. I don't think the Lions are going to rush him back because why would you? We know what Jameson Williams could do. His skill set is different than what Amon Ross St. Brown's is. Trucks on a one-wheel, one-year deal. You can realistically have a wide receiver, too, for years to come. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown, the thing that's special about him, I feel, is he's good for a rebuilding team as a starter. He's also good as a contending team as a flex or a depth piece. And you always need depth. We see the NFL teams, they get killed by depth every year. You don't want your fantasy team to have the same thing happen. So what am I paying for Amon Ross St. Brown? Glad that you asked. I looked up some trades on DLF Trade Finder. Here's what I found: Alan Robinson for Amon Ross St. Brown. What are you guys That's Criminal? Would you, Chev? Yeah. I know. I you're would take. Old, I would right? take St. Brown all day, man. You take St. Brown, Nate Pork. You guys agree? Yeah, and Dynasty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ryan Tannehill for Amon Ross St. Brown. This one kind of was confusing to me because this was a Superflex League.
2: I I, I, yeah. I
1: feel like you have to. Kind of take Tannehill, take, take Tannehill. I feel but like the he might not, not be the Brown. starting quarterback, yeah. I'm I don't know, so but nah. if you're contending, I'm not sure. I feel like it should be Amin Ross St. Brown plus to get Tannehill in the super flex league. Um, so I thought that was odd. Uh, Leonard Fournette and a 24 first for Amin Ross St. Brown.
3: I'm good. taking Fournette in the first,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, two there. After What we saw.
1: But the good thing about this is you get to see what other people are paying. So you can kind of create your own value chart. Yeah. chart mm-hmm. um, Jalen Waddle for Amon Ross St. Brown and Damian Pierce, who was not as godlike as we expected. <laughs> uh, I think that's an underpay for Jalen Waddle there. I feel like There should be a little more pieces in there. Maybe at least the second round pick. You know, Damian Pierce had a lot of hype, uh, but it looks like it was not the Damian Pierce show. Also, the AFC South, the only team with zero wins. I'm sorry, the only division with zero wins and two teams played each other. Thank you, AFC South. And uh, for straight-up picks, what I saw was uh straight-up second-round pick got it done for Ra and a couple-thirds with, you know, fab, some lesser players, et cetera, et cetera.
3: I feel like that's a steal. If you can get him for a late second, I mean, the, he's getting targeted like crazy the last seven games that he's played, like... There's no reason why you should not be going to trade a late second right now. If that is really the pay that we're spending up for him, I mean, I, give me Amon Ross St. Brown all day. I mean, that is insane.
1: Chev, let me ask you this. In the last, last show we did, Nate was talking about how Michael Thomas was an early second. Would you rather pay the early second for Michael Thomas or the late second for Amon Ross St. Brown?
3: late second for Amon Ra for me I just feel like there's more dynasty value even when JMO comes back like I honestly feel like that opens up way more for Amon Ra St. Brown for what he does I mean he's just a guy that is a third down throw him the football he's gonna get the he's gonna make a play and I think mm-hmm. with J-Mo that's just gonna open up more for Amon Ra just because J-Mo's gonna be killing it over the top and you have to guard him or he's gonna burn you deep every single play so I think it's going to be a really good tandem, man. Like I've been saying, I think Detroit is way better than people are saying. And I their, agree their offense is a couple, a couple plays away from being, being something special there. Maybe a quarterback comes in and I mean, I saw he Jared Goff had like 55 passing yards going into like the, the beginning of the fourth quarter that or third quarter, it's just criminal that mm-hmm. that is happening. So, I think Amara, man, if you can get him for a late second, please go and Over do time. that. You're going to be very, very happy that you did that.
1: I agree. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Chev, you are actually up next. Look at that. Perfect timing. So we're going to segue into you. Who is a player that you are ready to get before he breaks out?
3: Yeah, and I actually put this guy on the sheet way before the games even started. I don't know if that was a smart move or a dumb move, but <laughs> it worked out. Rashad White, I mean, he was a guy out there, RB2 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, great receiving back. And we've seen Leonard Fournette. He's going to be 28 or he's 28 now. He's getting older, and he's not going to be able to run the football 20-plus times and pounding the, off, or pounding the defense like he's been doing. I mean, I've seen him w- walk away with a little limp this last game. And that only makes me a little bit more excited to have Rashad white on my team, just because I know if Leonard Fournette does go down, that is going to open up so much value for him. And when he's the RB one for that team, I mean, he could be one of the best receiving backs that Brady's had. Um, So I think that definitely helps him. He's a guy that you can check down to. And there was plays where they set him up on the outside and try to get him an open space for screens this last Sunday night. So that only gets me a little bit more excited for him. And in in college, that was his bread and butter. He caught passes. He can do everything a little bit well. So I think Rashad White is somebody that you should have on your radar, somebody that you should go get. You can probably get him for a second or a second and a third. And that's somebody I want on my team. I mean, he's one play away from being the guy in a Tom Brady offense where he likes to check the ball down if there's nothing there. Brady's going to play smart. He's going to play good football, and then Rashad White can be a guy that benefits from that, especially in the passing game. We know Leonard Fournette, big bruising back, but, man, I just can't see him being healthy the whole season. And if, if that comes to fruition where he maybe he does get injured and Rashad White starts to play well, you don't have to keep Rashad White on your team. You can benefit from what he's done already and sell him for maybe a different asset. But I want Rashad White on my team just so I can hang on to him for that injury and where his value just explodes.
1: I think it's important to note that him and Leonard Fournette were the only two running backs that saw snaps. It yeah. does say here that Fournette is under contract and with no potential out until 2024. That being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't mind cutting bait with him yeah. early. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if Brady does leave, Fournette, to me, is an early You just take the hit, you move on. Rashad White is a starter. And you know what, Chev? I like the way, even though you had him on the sheet before the shows, buy him after a clunker, man. Buy low. Mm -hmm. Buy the value dip, always. Um, So moving on to the next one. Phil, who is your breakout candidate? I was going to do a second player this week, and he was going to be it, so you snaked him from me. Who you got?
2: All right, so my breakout player um, is a tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers' Pat Fryer move. Um, had a really good uh week one. Um, he had five receptions for 75 yards and 10 targets, which was second on the uh second on the team, especially with you know they you know they have Chase Claypool, they have Deontay Johnson, they have George Pickens. This is the this is the guy that Mr. Trubisky was looking at um as his second option, and that's really good. Um, that's his uh security blanket, and then eventually, um, if Pickett does come in for any reason this year that's a really good um, security blanket for uh, Kenny Pickett when he comes in. Um, So, you know, that's somebody he's going to rely on. Um, You know, rookie quarterbacks tend to rely on their tight ends, especially good ones that they have. But I think the biggest thing for me that I think he's going to break out this year is that the fact that um, it sounds crazy to say, but he's like kind of the workhorse tight end on the team because there's nobody else that he has to worry about. Um, He had 89% of snaps. And I know most people will say, Hey, um, most number one tight ends they don't have to worry about anybody else, but mm-hmm. I would just say, as an example, from the Monday night game, Denver versus Seattle, we thought from Denver it was going to be the Albert O show. Next thing you know, we got this uh Beck kid catching passes out of the backfield, and come to find out he's really a fullback. Um, <laughs> but they put him in a tight end slot, and then they had um austin sauber or something like that getting a, a a touchdown target and then in seattle there's kobe Poole porkinson catching touchdowns and will disley Woo! so it's like you know we, i like to you know you know talk about workhorse tight ends that are on offices um that's going to get the work and uh, seeing that pat fry moves is a year or two tight end who looks like he's about to break out already i, I want all parts so to acquire them, I would say, like, if you have somebody on your team, like the top guys, like the Waller, the Kelseys, um, guys like that, I would try to sell them and try to get Pat Fryer move on my team because you're getting younger and you can kind of push that player to a contending team. They say, hey, I'm giving you my top Tatum, and give me your younger guy and um, and go from now. But you have to do that right now because it seems like Pat Fryer is starting to get the – the, the volume at this point right now. So I know people have been trying to sell Travis Kelsey for years, but y- there wasn't a tight end that you would kind of want at that young age at this point. So Pat Firemoose is that guy. So if you have a Travis Kelsey and you want to, you know, get younger, but still get that production, uh, get 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 Patty on your team. And I think he's going to give you years of production, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey has um, in Kansas City.
1: When you're saying move a Waller or a Kelsey, you're obviously asking for Frymuth plus. Like plus, would, yes, okay. right. exactly. Okay. For example, I was offered a trade in this one league. I had Frymuth. This guy really wanted him. He offered me Kittle and a second for Frymuth. I took the Kittle in the second side. Obviously, that didn't work out for me this week. Um, but I had some other mm-hmm. guys that I could plug in there. I felt that where my team was at, that was a good trade. But we're looking at something like that. Um, Obviously reversed a little bit because it would be Frymuth and the right, right. to get a guy like Kittle, Kelsey,
2: well, well. Um, yeah, but, but I would try to move a guy like Kittle too because Kittle has an injury risk mm-hmm. every single he year. It does. Seems like it's an issue, and as well as Waller too. Waller he he he's been playing, but he's also had you know a couple of hammy issues and stuff like that. So yeah, if you can move and get younger, it works.
1: To make your point too, behind Zach, uh, sorry Pat Frymuth, we have Zach Gentry, Zach and- Gentry. Connor Haywood, who was a fullback at Michigan State. Michigan
2: State. Yeah, Zach Zach Zentry had a thirty percent snap share, and Connor Hayward had a two percent. So, right. um, I'll put this in perspective. Pat Fryer uh, played fifty six snaps. Gentry played nineteen, and Connor Haywood played one. So, so Connor Haywood down to it. Yeah.
1: Relative of Pittsburgh defensive tackle Cameron Haywood. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, some brotherly love in the Steel City. <laughs> that was a fantastic segue. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for stealing Pat Frymuth from me, but I love where your your mind's at there, and I agree. Who gets some Pat Frymuth? Also, I remember when Pat Frymuth was coming out. I said he's better than Mike Gosecki. Someone called me some very very mean names on Twitter. So
2: I appreciate that. <laughs> that wasn't but me. I
1: guess I know it wasn't you because I feel like you agree with me. But guess what? It's true. All right, so Nate, you're going to do something that's unthinkable here. You're going to talk about a running back that is not a Baltimore Raven. Who do you got for? It?
0: <laughs> I know, I, I know that my man Chev knows what I'm talking about here. Khalil Herbert for the Chicago Bears, man. Um, David Montgomery is not the workhorse for the Chicago Bears, and we know that because despite Montgomery getting 17 carries and coming away with 26 rushing yards, Khalil Herbert got nine carries. 45 yards and a touchdown. Now, I know it was rough weather. The, I've talked about this in the last episode. You know, the rain, it was, it was ridiculous. You know, it's, it's hard to take away too many observations from this game. But I don't mind taking observations away from the run game because that's kind of what you have to rely on. You can't you know, the weather doesn't change your, your workload too much. So right now, we have Montgomery, you know, as the 1A of this committee. But Herbert is very solidified as the 1B. And not only is he solidify as the, the 1B, but some statistics to go with that just to show how close maybe he is to Montgomery and maybe he'll be even closer by the end of the season. He got the two goal line carries for the Chicago okay. Bears. Montgomery got none of them. Also, this was the lowest share of rushing attempts that Montgomery had since week one of 2020. Those stats come from uh, late round QB on Twitter. You know, we love JJ. He's always got great stats. But Khalil Herbert, It's happening. It's happening. If this is your buy window, because by week four or five, everyone's going to know that Khalil Herbert is solidly in a committee with Montgomery. Right now, people still look at Khalil Herbert as Montgomery's backup. That's not how it's, that's not how this is going. Mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert has standalone value, standalone flex value with touchdown upside. And if anything happens to Montgomery, which I believe just about every se- season we've seen something happen to Montgomery for at least a couple games. And Khalil Herbert is going to take on a workhorse load for a couple of games. And last year, he showed he could produce. This year, I believe he's even better. So I think he is one of the best, uh, you know, handcuffs, but also guy with standalone value that you can get right now. You know, you could get Khalil Herbert for an Alexander Madison. And Alexander Madison ain't touching the field unless Dalvin Cooks hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Khalil Herbert, when he's on the field, we've seen the stats. I just shared them with you. I've seen, you know, talk about the usage. Also last year, 15th in the NFL in juke rate, 29th in breakaway run rate. This is not just, you know, some random player just who's getting some opportunity. Khalil Herbert is actually pretty good. Uh, I remember when we looked at him, you know, one thing I said about him is he's not flashy, but he's one of the most solid running back prospects in this class. And that's what he's doing out there for the Bears. He's giving you solid, solid production when he's on the field. And he's going to be seeing the field a lot this season. And
1: I feel
3: like we've been on this guy for the longest War time. Many. We're saying, go get this guy. And now you got Luke Getze coming in from the Packers. You see what they did with A.J. Dillon, what yep. they did with Aaron Jones. Like, we, I've been oh. telling you, Nate's been telling you, Pork's been telling you, Mike's been telling you, they're going to split this thing up. And Khalil Herbert's going to be a guy that you definitely want to have on your roster, man, because you, you see this last week. A.J. Dillon outproduced Aaron Jones. He's out there a little bit more. Whoever gets the high hand is going to be out there, and that's who I want. I want yeah. a guy that has the possibility of doing that. Yeah. Montgomery's gone after this season, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's a solid pickup that we've been trying to tell y'all for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I hope you're listening. I know some of you have, and you guys appreciate it, but I want you to go get him right now. That's another guy that we love. Go get that man. Yeah,
0: and you can get him for a mid-to-late second-round pick right now. and it's, it's only going to go up from here. Well, Sign me up. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Jeff,
1: isn't it nice to yeah. say you're right?
0: it don't happen very often you know
3: sometimes you go into a bet show and you gotta take a few shots for it so you didn't even have to take that
2: many shots Nick you just just decided to take a whole bunch you also
1: could have kept your shirt on hey you know what that's (laughs) why you joined the Patreon yeah good to say when you're right it's also good to say when you're wrong i do have to just mm-hmm, admit yeah. one wrong thing kenneth Gainwell got a lot more action in the eagles game than i thought he was going to he um, really I did. had a touchdown it's a bad throw by jalen hurts he was rushed a little bit anticipate that will get cleaned up one more player just gonna throw it on here and you know what bob leave this off of the youtube you gotta be the audio subscriber to hear that go get Jalen. You would know all about Jalen Warren if you were a rewinder because Nate and I talked about him last year when we were breaking on prospects. Jalen Warren from Oklahoma State has leapfrogged Benny Snail on this dealer's depth chart. I said, Benny Snail, listen, I could run a four seven at the combine. Right? If I had my fast shoes on. With
0: your,
2: yeah, your fast shoes on, That's it's right. your new balances.
1: I, I wear new, hey, listen, Corey wears new balances too. They're really cute, man. I love them. Um, oh, but Jalen man. Warren is a guy that I'm definitely interested in. He's not expensive to get yet. He didn't have the best showing against Cincinnati. Those AFC North games, those are tough games, man. I'm telling you, AFC North division matchups, some of my favorite games to watch, not including Eagles or Penn State. But just looking at some of the trades here, um, I see him going. <sighs> It's for James Prochet and a 23 fifth. Um, give me Jalen Warren. Um, a 24 third. You can get a third round draft pick back in two years, I would imagine. You know, Brian Edwards straight up. Sure. Yeah. Here, take my Brian <laughs> Edwards. I'll take your Jalen Warren. Go get Jalen Warren. Get him on your roster you need depth at some point no matter how robust rb you go your team is going to look like i want zero rb in the draft that just happens every single year so do yourself a favor get ahead of the curve and go get Jalen warren now and as my daughter would say sarcastically you're welcome so let's do a group discussion some guys are they set to break out or is it a trap I wish I would have looked at this more closely. I would have had uh, Admiral Akbar on here saying it's a trap. So um, <laughs> discussion, Gabe Davis, breakout or trap? Let's go from below me, and then we will go counterclockwise like we're an Australian toilet. So pork, Gabe Davis, breakout or trap?
2: I think me personally, I just think it's a trap. It, it's just, a, it just screams a trap for me. His, his value shot through the roof. Um, his touchdown was kind of like a wide-open, fluky touchdown. I know everybody's looking at the playoff game. We scored on dang touchdowns, but um, that wasn't sustainable. That, all, that type of stuff is not sustainable. So um, that's just a trap for me. Yeah,
3: yeah I, think, I think Gabe Davis has a lot of value this season just because he's the second guy in the offense that's going to be humming all year. So I think this could be a breakout year for him. I, I don't think we'll see him – Go nuclear, like three touchdowns every single game or anything like that. He's going to be a guy that's going to be solid. He's going to get five to seven targets, probably going to have 60 to 80 yards, maybe a touchdown sprinkled in there every once in a while. But I love the offense that he's in, man. It's just, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be very easy to stop, and that's why I want him, especially him having Stephon Diggs right across the way from him that's only going to help out mm-hmm. much more. So I think he breaks out this year. It's not saying a big breakout, but it's a breakout from
0: where he started. Yep. I'm actually right, right there with Chev. Um, You know, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a wide receiver one. I don't even really think he's gonna be a wide receiver two by the end of the year, but this is a guy that's going to have some upside, you know, and the, the Josh Allen's really good. The bills are good. Uh, Josh Allen's, you know, one of the favorites for the MVP this year, so his wide receiver two is probably going to do pretty well. Um, so with Josh, with uh, Gabe Davis, I'm holding, not really buying. He's a little bit too expensive, I think, for what people are expecting. I'm not selling either because he's going to produce. So I know it's not mm-hmm. either really either or, but like like Chef said, a little bit of a breakout.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence here. I wish I could say neither, but I really can't. So I'm going to go. I think it's a breakout, but we have to also think of it as a controlled breakout, if that makes sense. Let's Mm -hmm. keep in mind, Gabe Davis is a guy who's never gone over 600 yards in a season in his career. His career high is as a rookie in 2020. He had 599 yards and seven touchdowns last year. 549 and six. He's already at 88 yards. I think we need to calm down a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's one game. The Rams didn't look good. Their offense was not helping them at all. That defense was on the field a lot. We see what happens. Scores get run up when the offense can't sustain. Just go ahead and look up the Seacoast offense. I promise you, you will answer every question that you have about an offense not being able to stay on the field. Fuck you, Sam Bradford. So I think it's going to be a breakout. (laughs) It's going to be a marginal breakout. I could see Gabriel Davis being productive, but not breaking 1,000 yards, and you still being okay with that. So let's move on to the next one. Jahan Dotson, ever heard of him? Of course you have, because the answer to the question James Cook or Isaiah Spiller at the 110 is always Jahan Dotson. That's this right, Mike. Is we told you to not take those running backs who get either not activated or fumble and don't touch the ball again and look stupid on the bench and take Jahan <laughs> Dotson. So we're going to go clockwise now. Breakout, trap, Nate, go.
0: Breakout, I think by the end of the 2023 season, Jahan Dotson is the wide receiver one in Washington.
3: Yeah, and we we know Curtis Samuel had an insane game that nobody saw really coming, I don't think. I wouldn't have said Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel was going to go crazy like this. I think at some point Curtis Samuel has a little hamstring injury and Jahan Dotson slides into that role, and I really think it's going to be a nice rookie season for him. I'm not going to say a huge breakout, but he's going he's to have one of those good rookie breakout years that sets him up to be a, a good piece in of that offense moving forward.
2: Philip. Uh, he's st- he's going to be a breakout, and I think he already has that wide receiver too, um position. Um, out of all the snaps, he's an eighty-eight percent snap share, which is second to Terry McLaurin. Um, I think uh, Curtis Samuel has seventy-one percent. I got a, I kind of looked at it real quick, but um, the way Jahan Dotson looked in the red zone, you know, everybody said he's a small guy, but when he gets up, he's he don't look that small anymore because he, he his vert is nice. He got good hands, um, and getting two touchdowns from Carson. It, it looked really good, so I think this is a this is a good breakout. I think he has a chance to uh, get eleven hundred or twelve hundred yards this year in that mm-hmm. offense.
3: And I brought up Curtis Samuel just because the targets he got eleven targets. To targets. F- I think it was five. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I bring up Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, it's too late. If He's not on your team. You're screwed. <laughs> he's he's already broken out. This is it. We've been telling you. We've been telling you all summer. I'm telling you since before he got drafted, mm-hmm. he's breaking out. That's it, and you know what? Yeah, I think he could be Washington's number one wide receiver. Um, we're looking at it here, but five targets Terry McLaurin had four. Terry McLaurin was supposed to be the guy. I know one is it's only one more than four, but guess what? <laughs> one is more than zero. So, John Dotson, not Yahan, Philip, he's already broken down. Um, so, Chev, trap or breakout. A.J. Dillon in a loss to the Minnesota Vikings. It's yeah, hurt.
3: You don't hear that very often. Uh, as a Bears fan, it pains me to say A.J. Dillon's going to have a breakout year. I've already talked about him on previous episodes. I really love what he brings to the offense. A big bruising back that we see now is catching passes out of the backfield pretty consistently, so that really boosts him up for PPR. I know we thought when he came out, Not going to be much there, just a big bowling ball. But in that offense, it kind of suits him well to have that A and B situation. And I think he's going to be a big key asset with wide receivers not stepping up for that offense. And that only gives him more targets moving forward. So A.J. Dillon is a guy that I'm super excited for this season. I know he's not going to have a huge breakout year because he has Aaron Jones there right next to him. But he's going to be a guy that – you're going to be very happy that you have on your roster. He's a guy that you can put in the flex and feel pretty comfortable, I think, week in and week out. Mm-hmm.
1: Phil, breakout or trap? Michael Pittman.
2: Michael Pittman is a stone cold uh, breakout. Um, we, saw, we, we saw what we did in week one, uh, nine receptions, 121 and a touch um, with 13 targets. He, I think he has a legit chance to get between 180 to 200 targets this year. Um, which gives him—I think Mike said it was like 67% uh, comp, uh, uh, catch percentage, which is mm-hmm. type crazy. Um, so he's he's going to finish as a wide receiver one, especially with Matt Ryan. Uh, we see that he hyper targeted uh, Julio Jones in his in his Falcon year. So um, with just Michael Pittman there, he's gonna um, he's gonna ball out there. Um, uh, Alec Pierce, he's still a rookie. He's still trying to get his feet wet. Paris Campbell's been barely barely played football the past three years. Um, and tight end positions, Moale Cox. So and and any other Jag that's on that team. So um uh, with the thing is it's gonna be a Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman show. And Michael Pittman's definitely gonna break out and get you like a clean thirteen, fourteen hundred yards possibly this year, mm-hmm. uh, with nobody else there.
1: Don't forget about our man, Kylan Granson, and Jelani Woods. So uh, let's move on. Let's what? It's Hey, you call him Jahan. I call him Jelani.
0: <laughs> Gelato. Gelato yes. Woods. Gelato Woods.
1: Oh, that sounds good. Nate, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Baker, or is it a trap? It's There's a shot.
0: trap. It's a trap, man. Baker Mayfield. Is not the quarterback to unlock DJ Moore, and then whatever rookie quarterback is the quarterback next year is probably also not the rookie quarterback to unlock DJ Moore in his rookie year, and then, gosh, DJ Moore will be twenty-eight almost by the time that next season rolls around, and you're going to be talking about how you got to get him off your team now because he's too old. So DJ Moore is a trap. I love the guy. He's super talented. He ran a hundred percent of the routes. This past game, but he ends up with six targets, three receptions for 43 yards. The last two seasons, you know, he's finished as a wide receiver 23. The year before that, wide receiver 28. It's a far cry from 2019 when he was a wide receiver 14. DJ Moore is a wide receiver two in Dynasty, and that's about it. We need to get rid of the expectation that he's going to grow into a wide receiver one a bona bonafide stud. Just not going to happen with Carolina Panthers. It's not his fault. It's the situation. It's unfortunate. You know, it's only been one game, but his quarterback rating when targeted is 73.6. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to unlock D.J. Moore. Robbie Anderson is coming back to life. D.J. Moore is, you know, he's he's a solid wide receiver, three on your team, honestly, at this point if you're a contender.
1: All right. So, Nate, with a little foreshadowing, wants to get D.J. Moore off his roster sooner rather than later, do it while the value is high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, is he set to break out a trap? Jerry Judy. I think he's set to break out, considering when last season he only had 467 yards, he got hurt and a 40. I'm sorry, a 67.9% catch percentage coming off of a 46% catch percentage in his rookie oh, season. I think he's going to break out. He's got the quarterback that they need. They're going to definitely be throwing it. Hopefully, Javante can hold on to the ball at the goal line and not lose me. Fantasy games, Javante Williams. Four catches, 102 yards and one touchdown And seven targets It's sustainable They're going to throw the ball a lot And you're in the AFC West You're going to have to It's that easy mm-hmm. Jerry Judy's going to break out I think uh, if I'm contending I would, uh, I would definitely pay a 23 first For Jerry Judy By all means Guy who's already in the NFL He's established Yeah, let's do it up So, does anyone else have anything else to add Before we head out?
2: No, good episode, great episode. Oh, one thing I'll say, was, um, we were talking about Khalil Herbert.
1: You know, um, you are you know, always the guy that never has anything to add and then adds something. Just I'm gonna add the,
2: something now, all right. You're like, no, the, the one, is thing, one thing, one no, thing I'll,
1: I'll take the terms too. What?
2: <laughs> no, the one stuff. thing I, I will say about Khalil Herbert, um, in the fourth quarter, he had the ball, it wasn't David Montgomery. I think that showed that says a lot about how they feel about David Montgomery and this Khalil Herbert uh, conversation. Um, So I think they trusted him to actually get the yards when David Montgomery wasn't because he was
0: freaking stinking. And I didn't even mention that David Montgomery's a free agent after this year. Yeah. Writing's on the wall, man. He ain't coming back to the Bears. I I mean, I I personally think the Bears bring somebody in. It's not just Herbert next year. But even if they bring somebody in, Herbert's still going to get a good share. So he's going to at least produce for you this year and next year after that. It's really hard to predict any running backs two years out. but
1: So he would look good there. It's a backup to Cleo Herbert. Melvin Gordon looked pretty good on Monday night when he got the ball. <laughs> oh, he looked good.
0: Somebody fumbled the goal line.
1: Well, except for that, but when he they was both
0: did. Open, he looked
1: good. Yeah, they both did.
0: So. Yeah, I loved that because – Everybody tweeted out, Oh, if Javante got this carry, he wouldn't have fumbled. And then Javante <laughs> got the carry and fumbled and everyone looked dumb. It was great.
1: Suck it, Garrett Price. Fantasy That's football
0: yet. as a whole looked dumb for one moment and it was great.
1: Yes. Fantasy football always looks dumb because we always put our foots <laughs> on our mouths constantly. That's what we do. That's
0: how we roll. So,
1: um, you are welcome for this fire episode, not a fire ass episode. So, um, Do either Chev or Nate have anything else to ask? Kirk doesn't doesn't get to do that anymore. I'm good. Okay. You're good. We're all Gucci like that. Gucci. Great. You know what else? That was good, Mike. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that, man. I'm allowed to say that. Underdog's pretty Gucci as well. No, forget it. The best ball contests are closed, but you can still do some player props. Drop $100. they are going to match at 100 Use the promo code DYNASTY. I'm sorry. Just Rewind. All one word. All caps. Up to 100 They don't match it. Bob Van Duser will cut you a personal check. Seat Geek. More than just sporting events. Go see a comedian. Go see a concert. Use the promo code DYNASTY. Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. I would know. I've done it. And it works. We would love to invite you cordially to be the best part of the best community of fantasy football. Become a Rewinder today. Patreon.com forward slash Dennis Rewind. Now offering 10% off for a yearly membership. And if you want to get the swaggiest swag on the market the be all Gucci like Perk fan himself, visit ViridianGlobal.com and use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merch. Our merch only. That code works for 478. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.